Imagine earning continuing education credits while doing exactly what you're doing right now. Well, you can. Gable Media has revolutionized the way you earn your continuing education credits with a groundbreaking approach. Forget running around town and scouring the internet for creditworthy courses. Fulfill your CE requirements effortlessly by listening to engaging podcasts just like the one you're listening to now. Our podcasts are designed to educate, entertain, and inspire, all in a user-friendly environment. But wait, there's more. Architects, Gable Media is also approved as an AIA continuing education services provider. Upon completion, we handle everything, from reporting your hours directly to the AIA, to storing your certificates in your personal Gable Media profile for your self-reporting needs. So follow the link in the show notes and start earning your credits in the most innovative and entertaining way possible with Gable Media. This season of the Build Your Brand podcast is supported by FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. And Gusto, easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses like ours. Think about the last time you booked a flight. Did you use Expedia or Kayak or Travelocity to find the cheapest fare? Or was there something about a particular airline that made you go directly to their website and book your flight specifically with their airline? Maybe you're a member of an airline's frequent flyer program. In a world where we all face increasing competition and commoditization, when the internet is littered with aggregating sites whose sole purpose is to help you find the lowest price, what could possibly make an airline different? There's no shortage of stories about how Southwest Airlines is different. But listen as Barry Chandler, a co-founder of StoryForge, recounts a particularly poignant experience one mom recently had. Another great story I love is the uh, a recent story of a woman who was on a Southwest flight uh, leaving Atlanta and the, the, the plane was taxiing down the runway when a call came into the airport to say that this woman's son had been involved in a, in a car accident in Chicago. So rather than let the flight take off, they brought the flight back to the gate, they deboarded the woman, brought her to a private room and sat her down to explain to her that while her son had been in an accident, he was okay, he was in a hospital in Chicago, but she shouldn't worry because they'd rebooked her on a flight to Chicago leaving in the next few minutes. Not only that, they'd packed her a lunch and when she'd get to the airport in Chicago, they'd have a car waiting for her to take her to the hospital. The next day, Southwest called her to find out how her son was doing. Again, this is not the action of, an, of a company purely driven by the bottom line, but a company that we all can get behind when we hear stories like this. I'm Jeff Eccles, and you're listening to Episode 4 of the Build Your Brand Podcast. If you missed the first three episodes, you can go back and listen to those episodes in order. Build Your Brand is the podcast mini-series where I explore how the best brands in the world think differently and act differently on their way to becoming the best and what you can learn from them because no matter the size, the journey is the same. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon said, your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. I think that quote may be the most important statement in the last 10 years about business and the world of branding and marketing. Do you know what your clients and past clients say about you? 
Do you know what your employees say about you when you aren't in the room? Do they say you're the best? That you're the cheapest? Do they say you're different from other architects? We're all being commoditized, and it's our own fault. If you're an early morning podcast listener and you haven't had your coffee yet, that statement may have just jolted you awake. The problem is, it's a true statement. What does it mean to be commoditized? Or who or what can be commoditized? You're probably familiar with the idea of branding cattle. That's how you tell one rancher's cows from the neighbor rancher's cows. The practice dates back as far as the ancient Egyptians. If we fast forward a few thousand years, brands, logos, trademarks, and the like began to be used on the outside of packaging or on products that looked, maybe even functioned, a lot like a competitor's product. Basically, we've been marking things so that we can tell them apart for a really long time. The point is, we're trying to protect our value by saying, that's mine and that's hers. But we're also trying to protect our value by saying, don't confuse us because we're better or different than them. The bottom line is that we're all trying to avoid the reality that if we look the same, sound the same, and act the same as everyone else, well, we're a commodity. If there's nothing different between us and our closest competitor, why would a client choose us over them? Why would they value us? over them. Back in 2016, when he wrote, Thank You for Being Late, Thomas Friedman talked about a perfect storm of technology advances, environmental factors, and the unprecedented availability of information that all came together to create what he calls the age of acceleration. We're in an age of increasing noise and distraction, an age when disruption is happening faster than ever. And if you believe Thomas Friedman, these changes are only going to get bigger and happen faster. But in practical terms, what does this mean in the business world? If you're an airline, it may mean that there are lots of websites out there trying to reduce you to the lowest common denominator just to make it easier for travelers to choose between you and your competitors when it's time to book their next flight. Since you're probably not an airline, imagine the day when a CEO in Nashville, Tennessee can say to the Alexa in her office, Alexa, I need to build a new medical office building. Who should I call? Then imagine that the Alexa in the CEO's office says, here are four options. Would you like me to connect you now? Is the Alexa situation any different to an architect than the idea of Expedia stripping away any differentiation from an airline and comparing flights based strictly on cost? The problem with the Alexa example is that I started the story by saying, imagine. In actuality, any one of your potential clients could ask their smart speaker a similar question and receive similar results today. Here are a few nearby ones. 1. Architects. 2. Studio architecture. And 3. Design studio. You can ask me for things like, what's the address for the first one? Our correspondent Don Porta was telling me the story of a couple that spends a lot of time on Southwest Airlines flights. 
and a very memorable event in their lives. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Jeff. So I hear there was a wedding on a Southwest flight a while back. There sure was. How did that come about? Well, it may be the first in-flight wedding ever, but Keith and Dottie Stewart, a couple of very loyal Southwest frequent business travelers. How frequent? Well, according to the couple, they had well over 1 million frequent flyer points. That's frequent. Yes, apparently they fly five days a week on Southwest Airlines, and neither one is a Southwest employee, by the way. And when they decided to get married, they said it really only made sense to do it on an airplane in flight. Well, when they reached out to Southwest, they were all in, and the couple was married on a nonstop flight between Nashville and Dallas. The respective terminals were decorated, there was a band, they had a flower girl on the plane, and they used their frequent flyer points to fly in and bring along 30 family members. Wow. The other hundred or so passengers on the flight were unsuspecting wedding guests. Well, that's something I've never experienced. No, it's a completely unique experience. And another example of Southwest Airlines taking part and celebrating and telling the story of their customers. Exactly. That's great. Thanks, Dawn. You're welcome, Jeff. That's correspondent Dawn Porta, who you'll hear from time to time on the Build Your Brand podcast. Building a brand that's different and relevant is no small feat. It takes great ideas, passionate people, and the right set of tools to support your creativity. That's where our sponsor FreshBooks can help. It's accounting software that gives you the tools to make managing your finances ridiculously easy. Here's how FreshBooks supports your business. You can create, customize, and send branded invoices in about 30 seconds. You can connect your bank to automatically pull and categorize expenses for you. You can accept credit card and ACH payments right on invoices to get paid two times faster. It also saves you around 200 extra hours every year on menial paperwork, time you can put towards finding the right people to bring your brand to life. To try FreshBooks for free for 30 days, go to freshbooks.com slash buildyourbrand and enter Build Your Brand in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. 
Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success. And gusto. Everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might fall in love yourself. Listeners of the Build Your Brand podcast get three months free when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash B-Y-B. That's gusto.com slash B-Y-B. Southwest Airlines has embraced the idea that's conveyed in the Jeff Bezos quote. In fact, for all the sales and marketing that they do, you will not find their flights on Expedia or Kayak or Travelocity. They've intentionally stayed as far away from the commodity world as possible. Yes, they're a low-cost airline that survives on good management and volume of sales, but they don't act like it. Even though they're the most profitable airline in the history of manned flight, there's another lesson to be learned. Here's Barry Chandler again. So Southwest stands for something. They stand for something greater than profit, and it it defines everything that they do. It informs every initiative. What do you stand for, and what do you stand against? What would you never do because of who you are, because of what your brand purpose truly is? If you don't know what your brand purpose is, if you don't know what informs the decisions you make beyond profit, then you may end up competing on price alone, and Southwest competitors have seen the results of doing that. One of the big takeaways here for architects has to be that no matter how much you invest in your rebrand, updating your website photos and logo and business cards, those probably aren't the reasons that clients are going to choose you over your competitors. And they certainly aren't the reasons your client will value you over your competitors. In previous episodes, Ms. Moyer's 8th grade language arts class has joined us to give their expert opinions on what architects say. If you didn't catch their responses, you can go back to episodes 2 and 3 and give it a listen. They've been interesting and honest, but now I wanted to know what they thought about the images architects use. I selected a number of websites of firms from all around the world to get their reaction. What do you think that is? It looks like wood. It looks like what? Looks like wood. Concrete walls. Concrete walls, yeah. Layers of slowly decaying concrete. Layers of slowly decaying concrete. 
So, so both of you are on track. It is concrete and it is layers, but they actually designed it to look that way. So there's that. But the question is, I found this on the front page of somebody's website. So if you needed to hire an architect for something and you landed on a website and had this picture, what would you think? What's the point? What's, yeah. Okay. Why they do yeah. that? Why even waste materials? The meaning of the nice picture. What's What's the meaning of the picture? Yeah, it's a great photography. It's a great, it's a great picture. It just shows off like the photography more than the actual skill. Okay. All right. Let's look at another one. Let's see. Okay. So, can somebody describe what this picture looks like? White. A logo. Some type of advertising. <laughs> right. Right. So, what about you guys? Uh, ocean. Like <laughs> yeah. Ocean. Yeah. Right. And that's so on the front page of this website. This this little logo stays um, where it is. Stays in that spot, and then those waves actually do crash together and then move on. So, again, you're going to hire an architect, and you land on their web page. And this is what you see. What do you think? You think you'd be on the wrong page. Why? This doesn't show anything about building. Yeah. A beach house, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Why do you even have that on? Very nice yeah. picture. <laughs> Why not do a different picture? Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair, right? Does it say anything about buildings or architecture at all? No. 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 Okay. Does it have to? You know, if you land on a web page, does it have to? Kind of. Am I looking, looking for an architect? architect? If you really need to, I would say yeah. Unfortunately, architects are often guilty of looking the same as every other architect, at least in the eyes of their clients, or even worse, using pictures that make eighth graders say, what's the point? If you look the same, sound the same, and act the same as everyone else, you are a commodity. The big question is, what are your clients and employees, your frequent flyers, so to speak, what are they saying about you? That's your real brand. Earlier in the episode, Dawn told us the story of Keith and Dottie Stewart. They only fly Southwest Airlines. They could fly Delta or United or JetBlue, but for some reason they don't. They could use Expedia or Priceline to book flights, but they don't. There's something different about Southwest Airlines that makes the stewards value them over all other airlines. And it's not their slogan or logo or the colors on their Boeing 737 airplanes. It's not even the 1 million plus frequent flyer points they have, but they value them enough to make them a big part of one of the most important days of their entire lives. I'm fairly certain that if Southwest Airlines looked the same, sounded the same, and act the same as every other airline, the stewards would have found a different venue for their wedding. Much of what we've talked about in this episode, many of the things that Southwest Airlines does, many of the reasons that Southwest has become a beloved brand to many of their customers, they cost Southwest very little to nothing. In the end, what's moving the needle for Southwest is a strict adherence to a small set of simple principles. Give people the freedom to fly and connect them to what matters most in their lives. That's it. Everything else spins out from there. These are things you can do, things you need to do, 
and they don't have to cost a lot. In fact, getting clear on your purpose and principles and building a culture of serving your clients based on those principles may actually save you time and money. Before I wrap up this episode, I have to say thank you to our sponsors. Without their support, the Build Your Brand podcast wouldn't be possible. And a special thank you to Miss Moyer's 8th graders at Raymond Park Middle School in Indianapolis, Indiana for their unbridled candor and enthusiasm. Join me in the next episode of the Build Your Brand podcast as I explore the basics of brand storytelling and we look at a Southwest Airlines program that has to go down as one of the most amazing examples of brand storytelling of all time. I wonder what architects can learn from that campaign. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.